0: You're listening to episode number 76 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today, we're chatting about what happens in the body when women eat keto, how women's needs differ from men's needs when it comes to a ketogenic diet, why food quality is more important than calories, always, the biological reason women thrive on carb-ups, Plus the mega project that's been keeping us crazy busy over the last 12 months and a behind the scenes look at it all. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com and this is the Keto Diet Podcast. Keto is a low carb, high fat diet where we're switching from a sugar burning state to becoming fat burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, The Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how-to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash bundle and use the coupon code podcast, all in caps, no spaces to get 10% off your order exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. It's episode 76, and in fact, if you guys were live with us on Instagram and Facebook, we recorded this episode live for the very first time. This is a Healthful Pursuit new thing that we're trying. I'm really excited to come out with this episode. We're going to be chatting about a bunch of really fun things. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com/podcast/e76. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north, strong and free. But gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the U.S. get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30-day free trial. That's a total of $60 in savings, equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only and if you're unsure of the link simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. Okay, we got two announcements for you today. Uh, the first is that we have just launched a thing that we're calling Keto Favorites. I've been receiving a lot of messages asking about product recommendations, so I compiled a resource on healthfulpursuit.com with all of my favorite keto products, books, supplements, tools, you name it. You guys can check it out at healthfulpursuit.com slash favorites. And stay tuned because I'll be adding to the list. And... Each individual item includes recipes, how-to guides, videos, it's pretty epic, it's taken us months, pretty excited about it. The second announcement is that we are going to be talking about a little project, aka ginormous project, we've been working on for the last four years and the solid last one year. It's called Happy Keto Body and we're going to be chatting about it a lot on today's episode and really the guts behind it. So. If you want to be the first to know about it, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash member so you're alerted as soon as it launches. It'll be launching sometime in April and we're pretty excited about it. So our guest today is Dr. Nina Lewis-Larson. Dr. Nina obtained her bachelor's degree in biology and biomedical science and went on to pursue a four-year doctorate graduating as a naturopathic medical doctor. Nowadays, Dr. Nina focuses on botanical medicine, cancer support, Chinese medical techniques, and nutritional sciences to help patients achieve their health goals. Dr. Nina has worked with a diverse range of people, from professional athletes, several currently in the Olympics right now, and Hollywood stars to struggling homeless and recovering addicts. She has also worked in rural health settings, supporting nearly 4,000 people per year, the majority of whom were overweight and diabetic trying to get healthy. Dr. Nina also has a general family practice with a focus in healing gastrointestinal complaints, supporting individuals with cancer, balancing hormones, and assisting with weight loss. She currently assists almost 2,000 patients a year. And a general family practice focusing on preventing health and treatment with nutrition, exercise, supplements, hormone balancing, toxicity, removal, and optimizing nutrient status. We're going to be chatting about our newest digital program to hit Healthful Pursuit in April 2018. And if you want to be one of the first to know, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash member so you're alerted as soon as it launches. And I'll be asking Dr. Nina the five most common questions that keto women want to know, especially when it comes to our Healthful Pursuit community. So you can get a taste of how amazing this woman really is. qualified qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Okay. That was a mouthful. Thanks for coming on the show, Dr. Nina. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for listeners that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So I graduated from one of the few medical schools in the United States that actually incorporates both conventional or mostly pharmaceutical and surgical technique therapies as well as alternative uh, looking at supplements, diet, nutrition, Chinese medicine techniques. We graduate with the abilities to act as family doctors, really utilizing drugs and surgery when needed, but really try and focus on a lot of the preventative or alternative diet and lifestyle supports as our primary go-to. There is of course a time and a place for conventional medicine and drugs and surgery, but the stats are about 80 to 90% of disease can be prevented and treated with diet and lifestyle alone. So that's where I try to to focus most of. my
0: time and okay so you graduated your fresh face bus- bushy tailed why do you do the work that you do now like what what fuels you to put out the work that you do
1: yeah, great question. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the struggles the healthcare system is, is having. And, and again, doctors are absolutely not bad people. It's just the medical institutions, the medical schools don't unfortunately guide doctors in how health is impacted by diet and nutrition and lifestyle choices. There are, you know, maybe small inferences that stress might play a role here or there, but not classes to sit down and say exactly how impactful an unhealthy gut or imbalanced hormone or stress is in your life. So, you know, the challenge I think comes for me when we get very reductionistic and, and we start taking patients and tell them what but not why, hmm. and so that's my goal in life. I, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I recently had a lovely patient. She's an amazing woman, and she was having some dermatological concerns. So I sent her to a dermatologist. You know, specialists are, are great at, at helping us look at things. And uh, she had recurring hives, and so she came back to me, and she was she was so excited, and she said, "Guess what? We have a diagnosis." I said, "Oh, that's amazing. Okay, tell me." And uh, she says, "So I have." Idiopathic, chronic, urticaria. He said, okay, do you, do you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> she, she says, well, yeah, it's, it's my diagnosis. I said, okay, let me break it down. So idiopathic means we have no idea why. Chronic means it's lasting greater than six weeks. Urticaria means hives. So, we just referred you out, unfortunately. So, Derm could tell us that you have unknown hives that have been <laughs> lasting for a long time. So, it's frustrating, right? And again, there's so much we don't know, and medicine is getting so complex, and people are extremely sick. So, uh, you know, my, my job is, is yes, it's nice to have a label to your condition or symptom. But for me, it's why do you have that in the first place? That is my job. It's a lot of detective work, but the only true way, in my opinion, to really heal and prevent.
0: Yeah, Amazing. And I totally agree with you. I mean, I see that all the time in the keto space and things just not lining up and people getting really frustrated. And it's so nice to know because I know, you know, when I was dealing with amenorrhea and all my hormone issues and I go to doctor, to doctor, to doctor, and nobody would even care. It's nice to know that there are still doctors like Dr. Nina out there really hustling it and tr- trying to help this, this broader community that's, that's searching for anter- answers, answers and getting really frustrated with standard methods of care. So before we get into all the things about why keto and why doing keto isn't enough if you want to attain this health and wellness and this balance, maybe people are wondering, how do you guys know each other? Like, where did you meet? What's your story? I don't know if we actually have a story <laughs> like it's funny it's our my sister is friends with their friends and then we ended up clicking you guys I think came over did you come over? I think our first interaction was when you came over for dinner for the first time wasn't it yeah, like I think
1: you know what it was when we went out and our first right. dinner like was date, like double date was like
0: four hours like, yeah like the restaurant down. we could stop talking <laughs> It was like blah 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 and blah, blah 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 and like it was so it was so great. Yeah, we just kept ordering tapas. Yeah, it was a tapas restaurant. And then we're like, okay, so next time you guys have to come over because we can't stay at a restaurant for four hours. And then it was like that constantly. And so we just really jived and it just made sense. And I think it's so rare to find fellow individuals that you jive with, you know, like that sense of community and knowing that you're on the same page. And Nina knows a lot of things that i don't know so (laughs) (laughs) it's been so great to also learn from her and and see things in a different way that i hadn't before so let's get into the whole topic of this podcast episode again it'll be going live on March 11th why keto isn't enough and the things we see and really the we were racking our brains about what to call this episode last night sitting with bellies full of barbecue and Mediterranean food trying to figure out what to call this and I think you know throughout recording Happy Keto Body it'll be launching in April and we're like really hustling and we're thinking what's the main thing what do we keep talking about it in the videos and outside of the videos, it's that your macros are a very very small portion of the entire keto pie and unfortunately a lot of the programs and services and blog posts and everything out there is like if it fits your macros you'll have success and time and time again we see that in my practice in your practice that that's just not enough that is not enough and so what have you seen yeah absolutely leanne
1: i mean keto is an enormous step
0: to getting your health in the right direction
1: there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, when we remove a lot of the junk from our diet, when we get clean meat, when we get the sugar out, it's a huge piece and a very important one. But I think that, you know, if we ignore the rest of what makes up health, we're just thinking as reductionistic as some other modalities in medicine. So so it's a, a huge starting point, but we need to take into account stress. Uh, I'll give you a couple of stories. I, uh, have a patient years ago, and she was following keto and living a pretty healthy life, really trying to remove toxins and exercise. And we couldn't get her psoriasis more than fifty percent better, despite trying all the tricks that I know. I uh, saw her after working with her for a while, and she'd come back in to thank me. And she said, "I just want to say thank you. It was amazing. I'm so much better." And I said, "Well, you know, you're welcome." But I could only really help fifty percent, so I don't know that I feel I did everything. And she, uh, she. Showed showed me her knees, which she had really bad psoriasis on them, they were 100% clear. I said, okay, I give, what did it, I want to know, obviously. Uh, and so she told me, literally, she had quit her job and downsized a little bit, she was a little bit financially stressed from the home, she was living in a little above her means and uh, started walking to work and in, a, in an environment that she was less stressed, super happy, her psoriasis cleared. So this is not an uncommon story for me. I have, I work with Olympians and, you know, I had a, snow, a professional snowboarder who hit a tree and bad trauma. She was okay, but uh, came to me because her guts just weren't right after this accident. And she didn't have any abdominal uh, injuries, that at least sustained in the accident. And so we started talking about what it could be. And, you know, it was crazy to me and it was a huge lesson for me too. But at that point from that trauma, she became glued. And intolerant super weird Like, right? I mean it's something I wouldn't have ever honestly thought of but it happens our life circumstances absolutely influence our health and they will change through time so it's how good is your gut doing how balanced are your hormones how much stress are you under how are you sleeping right and yes diet yes 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 but you see it's not as simple as it's often presented
0: yeah, never. Mm. Never. And and when it is presented simply, I'm like No. that's not a thing I mean I can speak speak from my own experience of you know when I had when I went keto there were a lot of awesome things that happened in those first six months I lost a lot of weight I lost a lot of body fat I was able to go off my ADD meds like there were some massive changes happening but there were also a lot of not so awesome changes like I was losing hair I wasn't sleeping I was obsessed with every single morsel and I was doing the classic the keto, like I was doing what all the people said. I read all the books at the time, I did tons of research, and I was like, if I just do the right thing, then I'll be good. And if I'm not getting the right results, then clearly it's because I'm doing something wrong and I just need to try harder. So, in the case of my sleep and I wasn't building muscle, I thought, okay, well, if I work out harder, I'll, I'll build more muscle and then I'll sleep better because I'll be more tired. And that continued and continued to the point where. I was so panicked and stressed about my macros and my training. I would hide in the pantry calculating out how much broccoli I could have and like if that aligned to my macros and I would have panic attacks when I would eat like over my carb amount by five grams thinking that I was doing something wrong. And it wasn't until I looked at keto as a holistic approach where things started coming into, you know, falling into place where I got my period back after eight years of amenorrhea and my moods stabilized a lot and I was able to build muscle and I was able to like have all those normal woman things and we talk about that also in the program of like how your period is a really important thing and I think too like standard medicine I'm sure have you seen this where people lose their period or their period is not normal and they go to a doctor and the doctor's like well do you want to get pregnant and they say no and they say well what's the big deal Like, who cares? But the period for women is kind of like the best test to know whether or not you're healthy. And there's so much more to it. Even though we were chatting about this right before this, even though your period comes every month... It may also still be unhealthy because of the cycle changes. Like if it's 37 days, then 28 days, and then 32 days, and sometimes it's light, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes the blood is different colors. Like all these things matter. Have you seen that in your practice? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are, uh, we women
1: are so complex. I don't think I need to tell anybody out there that, but we're also very fortunate that we have these other ways to really tune into our body to see are we on the right track? Is this working? Are we healthy? And so, yeah, it's it's frustrating to me when, you know, the only solution often offered to women is, well, that's fine, just don't worry about it, or here, have some birth control pills. See you later. You know, I'm not really okay with that, knowing there are so many more things that we can do to help support healthy hormones, because it is absolutely vital to a healthy you.
0: Let's talk about research. Mm. That's something we t- we've been talking about a lot over the last week is research, because you'll find people like today that will say like saturated fat is bad, or saturated fat is good, or you should eat keto as a woman. You shouldn't. It'll break your thyroid. How do we know what research is good research, Nina?
1: (laughs) Big question. Yeah, Yeah, huge question. It is a challenge. I mean, I could start by simply saying that. I mean, I am medically trained to understand a lot of what is in research, and even for me, I really have to dig to understand if what is being presented, particularly the conclusions, if you get like an abstract, is actually what the the, the study was, in, was showing as a result. So, you know, one example for, for me to display is that A lot of statistics are presented as absolute instead of relative risk. And so what that means is that, you know, if a drug, say, reduces your risk of getting some disease from 10% down to 5%, then you could say that, of course, 5% is 50% of 10%, well, this drug works 50% of the time instead of the actual number of 5% of the time. So you can see how, you know, numbers can be manipulated to make Outcomes seem more beneficial uh, to you know to the people who are reading the study. Another huge concern, and I think a lot of people are aware of this nowadays, but is the funding that goes on behind the scenes of a research study? Um, you know, it takes hundreds of millions, to so sometimes billion dollars, to bring a drug to market, and so you know. Again, I don't think all drugs are bad. There is absolutely a time and a place for them, but I do think that with that kind of money on the table, it might be possible to tinker with results a little bit or display them to look a little better this way or use this (laughs) statistical analysis to make it show like this when it's really maybe like this, right? So um, there's a lot of practices that happen to you know, research that really make a lot of confusing mess about it and so it's a challenge. I mean, it's absolutely a challenge and so we have really tried through this program to make sure our research is super clean, double backed, you know, as, as best as we can find and then we also spend some time talking to you guys specifically when you're doing research. How can you look for the real stuff
0: and how can you maybe scope out what might be pretty bogus? Because there's a lot of bogus out there. (laughs) A lot of bogus out there. Okay, so we've just had like zero sleep over the last five days. I am amazed I am still standing and my hair looks okay and that I, I put on makeup today. So I think a big part of the conversation and something I noticed through all of our recordings and everything we kept like reiterating in new different ways in each video was stress and how much stress we put on ourselves and how that impacts. You guys know, when you're stressed, you're not registering as many ketones. When you're stressed, you can't lose weight. Uh, Stress is such a huge piece. And as us being maxed out, like I can tell over these last five days, my body hurts more. I'm not as hungry because I'm just tired. I don't want to eat. What have you seen with like stress in the body, um, women specifically, and that impact? And it's really a big conversation in keto, because we are ketogenic women, you know, trying to bust through life and be lady bosses, it can really get in the way of that. What have you seen?
1: Yeah it's uh, another challenging area for sure I mean stress is it's absolutely real and it absolutely alters biochemistry in intense ways I have seen so many patients over the years only be able to get so far like I mentioned with the story of the gal with the psoriasis right there is absolutely very commonly times when stress will inhibit our full potential or in fact cause cause frank disease on its own you know the biggest challenge with stress is that it increases cortisol which is our stress hormone Uh, it's great if it's intermittent it keeps us alive it keeps us you know running so we don't get hit by a car or eaten by a bear and that's that's awesome but when it's chronic then we get these increased levels of cortisol all the time we become insulin sensitive or desensitized sorry Uh, and and so that means that when cortisol is up more insulin is secreted, and we store more food as fat. So we gain weight, we get inflamed, right? Uh, stress causes what's called inflammatory cytokines. These are these, these proteins that increase in our body and literally make us hurt. I mean, you heard Leanne say that she's feeling it. I mean, we've been pushing pretty hard, and it's true. It's it's real. This is very real. This is not just made-up stuff. So, um, you know, it can get as extreme as as causing Reduced stomach acid so you don't break food down as much. And if stress continues, I mean you can literally give yourself an ulcer, eat through a hole, you know, in your in your stomach lining. So so it's it's very, very real and needs to be incorporated. I mean, if you find yourself not being able to stay into ketosis, you have to step back and take a look and say, you know, am I trying to be Wonder Woman? And we do this as women, it's so tough. We're like, No, I got this, I got the kids, and I'll pick them up and I'll go to work and I'll come up and I'll make dinner and I'll do this and then you know get the laundry done and, uh, right it's i'm it's, like tired just, just you saying this <laughs> <laughs> like but i uh, do it, right and so i think we all you know need to learn to say no i talk about it a million times in the video and it's hard and i get it and i have a little one and a big practice and i get it but you know we can't be everything to everybody and so i think we do need to incorporate that into our health journey
0: yes and I don't know if you guys have been following me for a little while you know that we did house renovations about two years ago now and this was two years into me eating keto I had a pretty good handle on things I knew like I pretty much knew how my body did keto and so the rentals are happening and I'm getting more stressed to the point where there came a point where um, the contractor came to us with an additional bill that we weren't planning on it was a lot of money our house was completely ripped apart we didn't have a bedroom room we were living in our dining room it was a total hot mess and we had no way to pay this <laughs> and our house was totally ripped apart and the stress just the stress the unsurmountable stress like it was so much stress no matter what I ate what I did what I thought my ketones were nil I was craving carbs I was a total wreck I was missing my period like it just became such a hot mess and this was a huge wake up I actually did a video like a crying video I was in my car just like bawling because I had eaten all of the carbs I just finished this huge binge and I was like I'm gonna jump on Instagram because we even as practitioners that look like you know we have photographers take pictures of us when our hair is all done and we look so happy and put together but we struggle too and that was really a driving force and has been a driving force for healthful pursuit and I'm sure your position as well is like we struggle too and stress is such a big part of that and it wasn't until that moment of just binging on all the foods, being so frustrated, feeling like my body wasn't on my side, and how dare my body, like I've been so good to you, i figured out this keto thing, why is this happening, of there's so much more than just taking the kids to soccer practice and doing the dinners. It can be stress of like dietary stress and relationship stress and just so much stress that we don't even think, you know, and and that was a huge piece to me is a lot of the things that I've struggled with as a woman and what I see women struggle with, we've put in the program in a way that, you know, highlights all the different ways that women specifically can stress themselves out. I'm very good at it. I'm very good at stressing myself out. I think we all are
1: <laughs> that uh, we're alone and in, in this journey, it's it's hard. I mean, there's lots of uh, you know modern challenges, and there's always been challenges on women. And you know, I uh, a long time ago, I was in New Zealand. I was young. I was twenty years old and I remember sitting down with a friend of mine's dad and, and he looked at me and he said, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm all for women's rights, but I have absolutely no idea how the world expects you women to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't get it right because I was young. I was like, no, I can do it, yada yada and it's like Okay, I get it now, and not that, you know, our mothers and grandmothers didn't have a very hard job, you know, dealing with taking care of a family, I mean, my gosh, I, it's incredibly hard. It's, you know, every aspect has a challenge in, in balancing it, and so so it, it just has to be a piece of really
0: looking at our health outcome and and how to improve where we're at. Okay, my next question before we get to the five most popular question that women have as, you know, key to women is something we've been talking about a lot lately is how do you find the protocol that's right for you? And this is kind of a trick question of like, what, what, what do I do? Like what, just give me, just give me like 10 things I need to do right now to be like happy and healthy and awesome and thin and great. What do I do? And what program is that? How much is it? Thoughts? Mm. (laughs) You're full of good challenges. Surprise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the joy of being live. Um, So here's my foundational statement that I say to every single human being that walks into my practice and it's that nothing works for everybody. That includes drugs, that includes nutritional supplements, that includes diet, that includes sleep techniques, right? We are so complex and so individual. I mean, we we get into a lot of, or a bit of DNA anyway in the program and even that in itself, like your blueprint of what made you you up is is a piece of at least what you know medical and physical attributes you will move toward now not to say that the epigenetic or you know the lifestyle and diet modifications don't play a role in your genes because they play a huge role but you also are you know predetermined to present certain ways and so that's a piece of it I mean I, it would be simple I think we'd have ultimate health if it was just like everybody needs to do this diet eat like this and avoid these things and practice these habits every day. I mean, there's certain things we know to be true for everybody, right? Okay, reduce stress, great, okay, that's easy. Easier said than done, but an easy recommendation. Um, But but what does that mean for you? Is that a yin yoga class? Is that Tai Chi? Is that yoga? Uh, Sorry, I already said that yin yoga. Um, Is that meditation? So you know, I think we have good data that all of those are close to equal in stress reduction and increase. Or sorry, decreasing inflammation, and we can actually measure that now. We pull blood and we can look for these inflammatory cytokines, which is super cool because we actually have a way to you know physically show us from a scientific way that these things reduce inflammation. So so that's great. But you know, when it comes to keto, it's and any other diet, it's, we can't say that this is perfect for. For everybody I can say that if you get sugar out you pay attention to food quality you're not eating it fast food a lot if you're incorporating a lot of alkaline veggies you're probably on a really really good path to supporting yourself but you know maybe you have a leptin sensitivity or there's issues with FODMAPs right these specific dietary problems that may be for you completely relevant but for another person not relevant at all so you know it's a challenge we we want to be able to just give you like hey here's a plan it works for everybody go yeah it's it's not that simple so we did our best to try and outline a lot of the common concerns so you could kind of hone in on hey this is me Uh, fast forward this isn't me right and really
0: trying to make it yours and something that i found the most powerful thing and something you will too if you haven't already is like once you know your body that is the secret that th- there is no program. There is no step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Your body is that program. Your body is that book and it's constantly changing. Like the ketogenic diet I practiced a year ago is not the one that I practice today. I fast a lot more now than I did two years ago because my hormones are in a different place. I don't find I need that. I find that I really like eating at night as opposed to during the day. Last year, that was not a thing. And if I were following a program dictating like fast here, don't fast there, do this, don't do that, I wouldn't be able to hone in on that. So throughout Happy Keto Body and every time we have conversations, it's really about here are the tools you can use to understand the book that is your body like that, that underlying program that tells you if you have the right tools to connect to that and then to constantly connect to it over and over and over again. Because like I said, it'll change. Like once your inflammation goes down, you might not need more anti-inflammatory foods. So then all of a sudden your foods changed because your inflammation's gone down and maybe you can handle more nuts and seeds where you couldn't before. But if a program's saying no, well then you're not going to do that thing and you can't continue to evolve. So I think, you know, from my perspective is like if you tap into that source that is your body, it becomes a lot more easier to understand it and I think that's where a lot of that's where a lot of the problems come from is just You know, people saying, I have the answer. Do these 10 things and you'll be healthy. It's like, well, no, like that doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) That doesn't even make any sense. And so I think that was a big driving force, especially for me through all this is providing you with the tools that I've used, that I've seen my clients use, that I see you guys using to tap into that source that is your body so that you can have that tool at at your disposal rather forever, forever and ever. Yeah, and
1: I just want to say, you know, I love the word that you just used, Leanna, evolve, or an evolution, Mm -hmm. because it is a moving target, and especially for us women, and I think this is where the specifics come in, that... Our bodies change so much day to day but really month to month and especially as we move from you know prepubescent stage into our adulthood stage and then into perimenopause and menopause. Our bodies change incredible and in incredible ways which you know some are wonderful a lot of them are wonderful a lot of them are challenging for a lot of women but you know there needs to be a space to really support you through those transitions. What works for you in your 20s probably isn't going to work in your 50s and,
0: and that's okay. You just need to be aware of it and say, okay, here's where I'm at now. New chapter on life. Let's roll with it. Let's do it. Um, one of the interviews we did for happy keto body, and maybe you, I don't think you know this yet, but, um, one of the doctors we had on as a specialist where we talk deep about menopause, cause it is such a hot topic in keto right now. And also for you guys is she referenced menopause or perimenopause in the stage of being like, you're in a cocoon, right now and if you you know with butterflies if you help the butterfly out of the cocoon they actually won't be able to fly properly and so really allowing them that time to just like be in the cocoon and the process of them getting out of this cocoon can take I think like a couple of days like it is a process to get out of this thing but then once they do they're this beautiful butterfly and I just I love that analogy of seeing that this is this is an amazing time for you to transition and that's something we also touched on quite a lot in the program because I know that, you know, when, when menopause is lurking, you're thinking like, I'm going to gain all this weight and I can't eat. And even when I think about food, I'm going to gain weight and my body is changing. And what do I do? And I would love to flip the story around to be like, you're turning into a butterfly and you're going to be beautiful. So let's figure out how we can nourish yourself during this cocoon time so that you can blossom into this brand new being. I mean, after working on the menopause stuff, I'm actually looking forward to this next phase of my life. (laughs) Like, is that weird to say i really want to be a butterfly a good job. <laughs> right like, oh. seriously <laughs> okay so i want to jump in to the mega five questions that we get all the time when it comes to keto for women um, and kind of pick nina's brain a little bit more so you can just see how amazing she is if you don't already notice just how great she is more on my interview with dr nina after this message from one of our podcast partners Whether I'm on the go or at home in the RV, a good keto snack goes far beyond whether or not it fits my macros. I love snacking on foods that I know do right by my body. And that's why I love Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks. Each keto-friendly stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs to keep my gut healthy and happy, plus support my immune system. They come in a variety of awesome flavors. My personal favorite is summer sausage. Paleo Valley is offering 20% off their fermented beef stick snacks to listeners of the Keto Diet Podcast. Just head on over to paleovalley.com slash keto to get your instant 20% off. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. Okay, so what happens to a woman's body or woman's body rather when we change to eating keto? Like what's going on there? Hmm.
1: So You know, the basic principle when we're using a ketogenic diet is to move away from the cellular energy source being glucose, which is of course derived from sugar, but also comes from carbohydrates. And when we take that away and we really only eat, you know, some very low carb vegetables as well as a lot of healthy fats and proteins, we devoid the sugar and so we shift our body into a whole new way of using metabolic nutrients nutrients to fuel our daily lives. So when we're in ketosis, the mitochondria, which are like our little engines inside our cells, particularly in the liver, they will start utilizing fats uh, to make ketones, okay? So um, you've got three main types of ketones that your body creates, and so your body can use these as fuel just as well as it did glucose there's a few few exceptions, red blood cells in a couple areas in the brain but other than that your body can use it and, and the advantage is that so many of people are insulin resistant nowadays and blood sugar is just cranking up and down we're gaining weight we're tired we're cranky we're hangry right so when we take that away we really stabilize the the blood uh, sorry the blood sugar so that it can balance us out through our days we should be able to feel more energy we should be able to you know not need to eat every while, every couple hours or we're starving. The advantage as well is that uh, there is some research saying that the brain actually prefers ketones. So that's pretty neat when we're looking at things like Alzheimer's, brain cancers, right? There's some really growing body of evidence saying that this really is a diet we need to look into. I mean, it's gonna crank up your antioxidants, it's gonna reduce your inflammation, it's gonna make your brain happy so you think better. I mean, I think there's a lot backing this diet as a way to really achieve optimal health.
0: May I just say that, I don't know when we recorded this video, but I know that it's called metabolism biochemistry. And Nina went through like exactly what happens in the body from the mouth all the way down and what's happening. And I think that that was so helpful. I mean, I studied this. I remember learning metabolism biochemistry in school like a decade ago and being like, huh, Zawada? And I remember like... (laughs) piecing it together and like I don't totally understand so like what's the duodenum again and how does that impact glucose like I just couldn't get it Um, and Nina you did such a great job of pulling that all together to explain like what's happening to our bodies when we're eating keto and even just eating like do you know that your saliva actually starts like breaking down carbohydrates a bit and that the minute it touches your tongue like sugar your insulin is going up
1: Mm-hmm. And not just sugar, anything sweet.
0: Yeah, so here's okay, what comes okay.
1: Into like aspartame, right? Or even Stevie, I hate to say it, although I don't mind a bit of it, but as soon as sweet touches your tongue, your body produces insulin you don't even need to swallow it for your biochemical reactions to start cranking up so it's it's complex it's, it's not a, a simple you know combination of biochemical influences but uh you know i think we did our best to try and, and the videos really go through every single one of the processes which i know we don't have time to do today but
0: uh, not do you, do you do you guys have like 500 hours do you, I'll do you, have, you that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, hopefully that gave you a little bit of an idea of you know what ketones are and how the body can run on them efficiently.
0: So the next big conversation, why keto isn't enough, is let's talk about how men are different than women on keto and just in general.
1: <laughs> well, I think we know a lot of the general things, right? And I mean I touched on it a little bit previously, and the fact that you know we women are so. Very much influenced by our hormones, and I'm not saying that men aren't because they are as well. But our hormone fluctuations are, you know, quite more frequent, um, and and can cause a lot more symptomology than what a lot of men uh, do experience with hormones. I think the other thing that you know we often forget is that women are affected by disease a lot differently, and that becomes really important when we're touching on this holism approach to keto. That yes, your diet's Important, but what is your immune system doing? And so we know that 75 to 80 percent of autoimmune disease is women. I mean. I don't know, you can't look at the immune system in men and women the same when you know that a certain population is much more prone to a specific condition. We need to get on top of that. We need to make sure that women's bodies are not switching on that autoimmune pathology and starting to create antibodies against self. I mean, autoimmune diseases are... super disruptive, right? I mean, they're destructive. They're, they're challenges to deal with. So if we can look at a woman and say, hey, I just know by your gender, you're more predestined to these conditions, let's make sure your guts are good. Let's make sure you're not having excessive exposure to mercury or other toxins that could stimulate an immune response. How's your microbiome? You know, you know what, what are these things doing? Because we know that they even you know, behave quite differently. So this becomes true as well when it comes to drugs. And so that's something else to keep in in mind. We actually just saw, for example, uh, a statin study come out. And there's lots of controversy on statin, and and we get that in the video as well. But a study just came out done on women, which was actually the first one that really, you know, really showed what statins in women do. And the bad news was they didn't play well, really. Uh, There was a lot of problems. The side effect profile went up significantly. There was a couple patients who had what they had been diagnosed with as early dementia or what we call mild cognitive impairment, it was a statin side effect. That's, that's scary. And again, I'm not saying this can't happen to men, but we need to know. Again, there's a time and a place for it. If you're a woman who is overweight and you've already had a heart attack and you're not willing to follow ketogenic principles and change your life and exercise, I'm gonna put you on a statin all day long because it will reduce your risk of another heart attack, not by a lot, but it will. But if you're a woman who hasn't had a cardiovascular accident and you're following keto and you're exercising and you're low stress and maybe your cholesterol's a little bit up, am I really gonna put you on statin? You know, there's, there's other factors Factors to look at and other tests to run I can't say for sure yes or no but I'm going to do a heck of a lot more digging now that I've seen that research and then maybe in our female population we need to think twice before we you know intervene and in, in certain ways
0: yeah and we woke up what time five o'clock this morning to record all the hormone videos well the hor- the sex hormone videos but we did did we do adrenals and thyroid yesterday was that yesterday <laughs> It's been a while. Uh, I know we did it. (laughs) We did it yesterday. Yeah, so adrenal and thyroid was yesterday. Sex hormones were today. My video kept giving you know, high testosterone, low testosterone, high progesterone, low progesterone, and really going through because it's different for everyone. And something, you know, that I struggled with was like, all my hormones were really, really low. And then some hormones got way too high. And some hormones were in the middle. And how do you play around with this and with a body that's constantly changing? And it really comes down to sometimes, most of the times, it's not just about the hormones, like, let's stop looking. And that was a big thing. And something you just touched on, it's like, it's your immune system, it's your gut, it's your stress, it's your relationships, it's just so much more than just macros and, you know, focusing on one whole piece of it. And that's really why, you know, going back 10 years of why I chose holistic nutrition over other forms of nutrition to learn, because I was like, okay, so if you eat food and it affects your body, then, you know, what does a really bad, you know, boyfriend do? (laughs) Like, that is a real thing. Like, what is that doing to my body? And that's part of that holistic conversation. Um, okay. So many, the people listening and probably watching today on our live video are you know beyond keto flu but I'd love to touch on um, why does keto flu happen and what are the what are the processes taking place on keto flu yeah
1: I mean I think Leanne as you just said uh, most of you know the people uh, hanging out out there have a pretty good idea of keto they've probably already been through this or maybe they were lucky enough not to experience it but it is something I guess we really Really wanted to flush out so that it's not so scary, and, and it happens a lot. Uh, it, it happens, you know, anytime we make major changes to the diet. Even I've seen patients go into a, what we would term as basically keto flu—not keto, but going in on an allergy elimination diet, right? So anytime we're drastically changing the diet and taking out a lot of the junk, you can see it happen. But it does seem to be a little bit more prevalent on the ketogenic diet, and and so I think there's two things to keep in mind here. And one, you know, something that I have to admit was a bit of a shock to most of us doctors and and a lot of the medical community was that sugar behaves in the brain exactly like a drug. Okay, so when you eat sugar, it literally stimulates, you know, these dopamine and serotonin responses, the same as if you were to, you know, abuse a recreational drug, and we now know that based on functional MRI imaging, where we can give, you know, uh, people sugar and watch what areas light up in their brain, and we can compare that to what happens when, you know, they uh, use uh, street drugs, and so it's a true addiction, and, and I really think that that in itself, we need to detox off of it. It is a detoxification, just as anybody coming off a, you know, addiction to drugs and alcohol would need to go through. So it's understandable that you feel really, really poor, particularly if you have been eating a diet extremely high in in processed carbs and sugar. So I think that's one piece of the puzzle. The other issue, which is, uh, you know, breaks my heart as to where our earth has gone and what is going on for us human beings, but toxins and uh, you know the environmental medicine piece here is is very real. Chemicals and toxins are rampant. And so we store a lot of toxins in our fat cells because it's a safe place, right? The body's smart, it knows that you can't just have toxins floating around in the bloodstream. That's not gonna work for the brain. It's not gonna work for the cardiovascular system. So the body says, okay, all right, they're here. I can't process them fast enough. Shove them in fat cells, they'll be safe there which is all good and fine until you start losing weight and of course a lot of people when they start keto drop a lot of weight that especially that first month right you see an 8 to 12 pound drop in a lot of uh, people and so what that means is that you're shrinking these fat cells and you're releasing the contents and if that fat cell happened to be you know full of stored mercury or PCBs right that's gonna go into your bloodstream and you are gonna feel the ill effects of, of those toxins trying to work their way out of your body So, um, you know, it is a a concern, and and there are ways to reduce it and mitigate it, and and we're really trying to get into those in the video, but, um, you know, it is a real thing. It's not just in your head. And so, uh, you know, the simple tips of drinking a lot of water and electrolyte replacement, I mean, these are all really important things because you just need to flush, 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 you know, and then having a lot of support. We talked today actually about warning your spouse when you're making these big changes. Uh, The conversation came up this morning and I was like yeah you know absolutely like guys don't always they're not maybe always the best at guessing what's going on in our bodies and brains fair enough Um, and so just saying hey here's what's going on I'm sorry if I'm kind of evil for the next you know week or so but I'm doing this and hopefully you can support me and then you know if you have the right support system around you it's gonna make a heck of a lot of difference in your success rate
0: more on my interview with Dr. Nina after this message from one of our podcast partners I like to take extra precautions to support my gut during cold and flu season. The stress of daily life, work and traveling can take a toll on anyone's immune system and none of us have time to get sick. Am I right? I like to take a strong probiotic as a way to repopulate my healthy gut bacteria, which leads to a stronger immune system. Wolf Clinic Royal Flora is my choice for soil based probiotics. Wolf Clinic is offering 20% off their probiotics to us and Canadian listeners of the keto diet podcast head to healthfulpursuit.com slash gut and use the coupon code gut all in caps no spaces at checkout to receive 20% off unsure of the link simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details so we were just chatting about keto flu and the process of that. Um, the toxicity is a really big point, because not a lot of people talk about toxicity and keto flu. And that's something that we really covered, like that, you, you remember that bonus material we made, the reducing your toxic load? It didn't take any time at all to make No, none at all. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> not a thing at all. Um, and also, somebody on Instagram earlier was asking about testing. And although it doesn't really fall into keto flu, sometimes people get keto flu and they're worried they're like dying. (laughs) That was me. I thought I was dying. And so in Happy Keto Body, we talk a lot about testing. That's kind of like the main piece of the puzzle. And if people can't afford it, we also give alternatives. And the most important thing or the most exciting thing, I should say, and I wasn't planning on telling you guys, but this is really great and I'm pretty excited about it. We've actually partnered up with a lab for Happy Keto Body. Body where you guys can order your own blood work, urine, stool analysis. we chat just like a little bit about this I know we weren't going to but like I just think that this is such a big deal and something that will only be available to happy keto body members so this is like huge so thoughts (laughs) do you want to add to the conversation (laughs) I just I got so excited I just got to tell them
1: (laughs) all right so yeah as Leanne said we were very fortunate to be able to partner up with the lab unfortunately this is only for U.S. citizens and there are students. that um, it does not include, but uh, this lab will allow you the ability to order and get results of your own blood tests super exciting right and I hear this all the time like either I don't have a family doctor I mean we know the insurance challenges in the states um, you know or my family doctor not willing to run hormone panels or not willing to run a free t3 or free t4 to really look at my thyroid I hear it all the time so now we're going to be able to offer you access to the labs that you want so through the program you can make your own requisition go to a conventional draw station and then the labs will live literally be put into a portal for you to view. So that's amazing. The other very cool part is that they not only offer your typical conventional labs, they also offer a lot of the naturopathic labs, which is super cool. So we can do like adrenal saliva hormone or, you know, some breakdown urine tests that really show us the metabolites of estrogen. Say if you've got a family history of breast cancer and you're worried about what your estrogen is doing, you can order that yourself and the, you know, the review will be done by a medical doctor on staff and then delivered to you, you know, with reference ranges and any information that goes along with that lab. So pretty, pretty fantastic.
0: Right? Like everyone is giving all the hearts right now on Instagram and Facebook. And the really cool thing is like, we knew that having access to that wouldn't be enough. Like, how are you supposed to know what tests to even choose? I mean, it was hard for me to navigate through that too. So we went through every test that we would recommend. We put together an entire document that explains like what this test is, why it's important, who should use it who shouldn't so you're not wasting your money money either and putting together packages so like if you have imbalanced hormones you know there's a package that does this and a package that does that to save you a bunch of money so that's probably the most exciting part I mean there's so many exciting parts but I wanted to bring that up because people were asking about testing and talking about how their adrenals and thyroid got worse on keto and we also talk about that and and kind of myth busting that and that really goes into a, no, question number five we're at number four now so hold tight Question number four, the most popular question that we get from keto women is, why do the type of calories matter more than the amount of calories? And that question also ties in with, why is calorie restriction damaging? Because we're coming from this ketogenic space of like you know, eat less, exercise more. It'll be great. Just, you know, hit your macros. You'll be fine. And if it's not working, just reduce your carb count. Maybe play around with your fat intake, reduce your fat intake. Nina, thoughts on calories.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting kind of watch, you know, patients and the medical community try and deal with the ketogenic space because for so long we've been told, of course, you know, fat is bad, it kills you, it gives you heart disease. When, you know, in, in fact, you know, the, the study in the Lancet, the Peer Study just came out saying the exact opposite. So, um, you know, I, I think the safety data on keto is just getting grander and grander, which is wonderful. Um, you know, but when it comes to, to the whole calorie issue it's 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 a, it's a, an interesting debate right and i think it's easy to just say oh well i'm just going to cut my calories and calorie restriction works and yada yada but food is not food is not food and calories are not calories are not calories I mean I you know when we look at say a Snickers bar and avocado and like a couple cups of oatmeal I think they all come out between about 250 to 300 calories but there is no way that those are you know the same nutrient densities presented to your body like you can't you know eat an avocado and eat a Snickers bar and be like well I'm doing the same thing because it's the same calories I mean it's just it's not that way and so, you know, I think we get really caught up in this whole calorie thing when it is a teeny piece of the puzzle. And, and the real issue is, is what are your calories coming from? What does your body do with those calories? How can it help? Build hormones, heal and repair tissue, support your brain, right? I mean, sugar is simply not going to do that. And avocado is going to do a lot of good for you there, right? So, so there's a difference. You know, something that we we kind of touched on last night was the whole sugar-free thing, and, and this is a challenge, right? I know in the keto space there's a lot of this whole uh, sugar-free Jello, yay! Um, it's gelatin, yay! Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <all laughs> yeah. Yays, none of the none of the years. yes. It's not exactly. no yays. It is gelatin. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll support you there. However, it's multi from probably GMO corn. It's two or three different dye, yellow, blue, number, whatever, right? It's um full of preservatives. Uh it's full of aspartame. And you know, I touched on it a minute ago. I mean, we do have a lot of human studies on aspartame, but the mouse studies and rat studies, are not good. They're not good. Um, and we do know when we look at people who eat, uh, I'm sorry, drink like diet sodas, for example, they almost always tend to be more obese than their counterparts who were to drink regular sodas. And, and I'm not saying it's okay to go out there and switch to regular soda because sugar's a problem too, but we have to be very careful with chemicals and, and any of these alternative sugars or most of them anyway are in fact chemicals. There, are you know, there's a few exceptions so um so there's that piece you know we can't also not talk about meat quality
0: it's something we brought up time and time again how how quick can you say grass-fed grass finished beef okay go no (laughs) like how quick can you say that (laughs) yeah it's um it's not in fact
1: the same meat like at all and we have the research where we dissect out a grass-finished grass-fed beef and a conventional feedlot beef and literally you would think in the research you're looking at two different you know animal species but you're not I mean your your omega ratio you want to talk about inflammation which we know is a culprit to every disease on the planet when we put a cow in a feedlot their omega-3 to omega-6 ratio changes their congelinic linoleic conjugated linoleic acid uh, levels reduce um, they get less vitamins and, and antioxidants in their meat so um, you take that same cow and you put it on grass and they're full of anti-inflammatory omega-6 they're not full of all these pre pro-inflammatory concerns so so no I, I don't buy that you can take a conventionally raised food not to mention the antibiotics and hormones that are dumped into cow uh, you know, it's a concern. It's, it's not the same as, you know, a really nice pasture-raised uh, animal. It's just completely different. So, So, the quality is much more important than calorie quantity.
0: Yeah. Awesome answer. And, um, Nina mentioned congelated linoleic acid and that CLA is what helps us burn fat. Like that is a big part to the benefit of beef and butter and a lot of things. So I think oftentimes we think, well, the fat is the fat and keto, but there's so much more to it than that. Okay. The last question um, that you guys had when it comes to keto for women and what we wanted to touch on today, um, was what is the biological reason for certain people to do carb up. so if you're not familiar with a carb up I'll just explain really quickly if you're new to the healthful pursuit community and you're like carb what I know um, basically a, a carb up is where for a very brief period of time usually in the evening you increase your carbs and decrease the fat so on book tour if you have joined us for the book tour I make this big song and dance of this and I'm like take out the fat put in the carbs and I do this thing over and over so people see is like a carb up is a great way for your body to regulate a lot of hormones. You're also uh, feeling a lot more natural in your eating style because you know, on your birthday, you're able to have cake and when you're out with your girlfriends, maybe they order some pizza, that's always my example because I guess I eat a lot of pizza with girlfriends. Um, you can have some pizza and with this carb up, there are some people that shouldn't do it like perhaps people with PCOS or insulin dysregulation and things like that, where that low carb eating style is actually really, really important for their body and they need to stay there. But then there's other women, especially like us and and maybe like you too, where having those carbs and having permission to have those carbs actually does the very thing we don't want to do, which is overeating. Like I found when I wasn't doing carb ups that I was actually eating more carbs and feeling more guilty and having more binges and just feeling miserable so I wanted to ask you like what is the biological reason that certain women respond best to carb ups now that you guys know what a carb up is Yeah, thank you. I mean, that was a
1: a great overview and you definitely touched on some of the areas I talk to patients about when we're trying to assess whether carb ups is an important practice to put into keto. And so what I guess I would first say is that I don't feel that carb ups should be practiced if you're very new or you're just starting your keto journey. I think you need to be, you know, really fat fueled, right, or really stable on your ketogenic path. And this may take a month. Uh, it may take even a little longer for you to, to know that you really got this—that you're feeling good, that you're stable, that you're not moving in and out of ketosis, that you know you're, you're physically feeling well. So, so that's that's the first thing is is we have to be careful doing carb ups too early. And really, the reason is is that we are trying to shift, as I mentioned earlier, from a glucose fueled uh, metabolic process to a ketone fueled metabolic process, and that will require the body to really only have one source to focus on until it's very comfortable using the new way. It does have to switch a lot of what it does. I mean, uh, you know, when we look at these molecules, there's specific biochemical pathways, say glucose goes down, for example, to get to pyruvate, right, the end product versus, you know, uh, you know, acetone, acetoacetate, some of these ketones, they go through different pathways. So your body is really learning how to behave in a different environment. So we need to give it that time to do it and not confuse it with, oh, no, we're going back. Oh no, we're going here. Right. So give it that time. So that's first. As far as carb ups go, as as to who may need them physiologically or biochemistry, uh, you know, there's certain disease states where they would be good versus wouldn't. So you know, for example, uh, you know, autoimmune diseases is, is often a time where carb ups can actually inflame everything. And this isn't always. This just maybe it's like for the first six months or maybe a year while we're working on healing your gut, which we get into a lot, removing. Doxins, right reducing your stress so it's again not simple there's a whole complex regime to make your body more tolerant of these things over time so so that's a piece also you know your life situation um, are you already doing keto and you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding uh, you're gonna need more carbs simply and, and that's a good thing uh, we want to encourage you to do that so uh, you know breast milk takes hundreds of calories a day to, to make and it needs that extra carb and then that's, that's not not a problem. I mean, that's, that's a good thing. So, uh, you know, the third thing is, is an athletics. So, uh, you know, I think that when we are utilizing a lot of, uh, you know, the background energy, we have to be careful that we aren't going to sort of stimulate the GNGNG, which is gluconeogenesis. We maybe start consuming muscle tissue because the body doesn't have enough protein. It needs more nutrients to fuel up your body. If you're, you know, if you're a big runner or other athlete, you need to be be really aware of that and cognizant of, of that piece of it and you know the final thing I guess is what uh, Leanne mentioned is that there's still unfortunately it's getting better but there's still this sort of stigma around mental emotional health and I believe really that social isolation based on a diet is super detrimental whether or not you already have a mental emotional concern but certainly if you suffer a little bit with depression or anxiety and then you're just constantly telling your friends or co-workers no I can't go out nope I'm going home and you sit at home and there's nothing good about that so the advantage of the carb ups is that it allows you that moment to be with other humans which let's face it in this technological era we're all isolating naturally a little bit too but that's why we're live here with you today so that's cool but um You know, I think that, uh, we don't, we have, we've talked about stress already a lot, right? But, but isolation and feeling depressed and anxious will increase stress, will increase cortisol, will increase more, increase more fat storage. Then you gain weight. Then you feel more stress Then you feel more depressed, right? It's just vicious cycle. So, uh, I do think once you are totally stable on keto, it is a wonderful way to make keto sustainable.
0: Yes. All the yeses. Also too, if you guys have been on the book tour, if you're like confused about this whole like carb up thing and what Nina was saying about giving your time, your body time to um, really build up the enzymatic processes, you need to be able to do carbs right. Think of it as like jumping back and forth. So I'm gonna demonstrate. Okay, you ready? So over here, I'm burning glucose. Over here, I'm burning fat. So when I'm in a glucose fueled state, I can jump, you know, very slowly, not even jump. It's more of like a, I don't want to burn fat. I don't want to burn fat. Oh burning fat. I'm just going to stay here a while. I'm going to build strong muscles. It's actually like enzymatic processes, but we'll pretend I'm going to get all strong. And now watch what I can do. I can jump back and forth and I'm able to become a lot more, I am more metabolically efficient and I can do that jumping back and forth a lot easier. So that's what we're talking about. And that's the benefit of carb ups that once we are fat adapted, our body knows how to burn fat. It's really good at burning fat. It prefers burning fat, so we can have that little bit of carbs, and we don't have to feel guilty. I heard a lot of people or saw a lot of uh, comments on Instagram right now of like, "But I'm guilty," and you know, I'm a I'm a breastfeeding mom, and I'm having more carbs, and I just feel guilty. And that's unfortunately that diet culture telling us that if we don't do exactly what they tell us to do, it's not going to work. And I think that that's, well, I know that that's a load of baloney. Sure. The healthy maybe baloney, no, the unhealthy baloney. We no, don't want the baloney. Got health? Yeah, good luck with nitrates. So that's our episode today we did it oh wow. see amazing that was fun it was that fun. was really fun was thanks fun. so much for joining us live for people that joined us live again we're so excited about happy keto body it's going to launch in april if you guys want to know more about happy keto body our 12 week program dedicated to keto women beginners veterans people that don't women that rather don't know much about keto to really give you that solid understanding of how awesome keto is, how to make it work for you and give you those tools that you can really customize it for your body and have that ever evolving wellness profile at your disposal all the time. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash member to become part of the group so that when it does go live, you'll be one of the first to know about it before anyone else. Some of the spots are limited depending on what you choose to go with. So it's really important that you get on that if you're interested, we'll include the link in the show notes today. So it's a healthfulpursuit.com/slash member, and you'll be one of the first to know when it goes live in April. Nina, any last thoughts? Just wanna say I'm
1: super excited. I hope you guys can join us for this program. I think it is so all-encompassing of keto and beyond. We really, really try to manage every possible medical condition and symptom and concern that may be troubling all of you. So uh it's really great to meet you all. And
0: And the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E76. See you next time.